podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ongombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs. Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, Minson breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run. Yen Minson from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Good evening, good late evening or good morning whenever you're listening or watching this. I'll be your host once again, X-Pac. I'll be joined again by lovely, lovely co-host in Scott Hall, a.k.a. now what uh, the main pod are calling the legendary Yao. Bruce, right. how's it going, man? You've been a busy, busy podcaster recently. I have. There's a lot to talk about Spurs and, and football. You know, there seems to be just a lot of madness going on. You know, um, in just the footballing world with the transfers and new managers and systematic football. So there's a lot to talk about. It's not always positive, but there's a lot to talk about. So it is. It's starting to take a slight positive turn. We'll see. It's um, it's a case of guests getting quite straight and straight into it. We've announced a signing as of today. Vicario has signed, twenty-six-year-old goalkeeper from Empoli. Um, yep. It's it it's happened really really quickly. Obviously, I think quite a few of us, if not all of us, have had to do a kind of deep dive on him. Um, what are your initial thoughts on the transfer and are we penny-pinching? Should we have just gone for Raya instead? What are your I thoughts? I don't, think we should have, I don't think we should have gone for Raya for £40 million. Um, And I know that's yeah. hilarious because, you know, Kane is on the market in his last year of, the con- um, of his contract and we're, we're requesting £100 million, You know, and other clubs are not willing to spend that. But there's... Like, if we had bought Rea for 40 million, can't remember what age he is. I think he's 26. Um, but we bought Rea for 40 million. He would have been the fourth or third highest transfer fee for a goalkeeper. Like, no. Sorry. Like, yes, he was good for Brentford. Very good shot stopper. Had a good um, season with Brentford in the Premier League. But the manager that we're getting, um, we need a goalkeeper that's comfortable with the ball to his feet and can do, you know, short passes relatively well. Not not amazing, but like relatively well to get started. Vicario's better than him at the short passes. Where where um, Real excels is the long range passes, the longer passes. Obviously, he can he can pick you out from distance, which is obviously fantastic. 
But as far as shot stopping goes, they're pretty much in the same bag from the research that I've done into Vicario. So why would we go and spend 40 million on a guy that's in his final year of a contract when we can go get a guy from Italy far less and probably still have money to get another goalkeeper? You know, ideally, as I said in the group, it would be amazing if we got two goalkeepers and two defenders because then, you know, you're really rebuilding. You're really putting the stalls out for the new manager. I don't think we're going to get a second goalkeeper, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but who knows, you know, the the what would be considered real shrewd business is if Spurs end up with Rhea and Vicario. I don't think we will. No, I highly doubt it either, despite our negotiating position being um, greatly enhanced, as apparently um, Onana's agents are speaking to Man United, who were essentially our competition to get Raya, hence why I guess Brentford thought they could kind of keep the price at 40. Yeah. And now it looks like he'll be going to probably need the team now, and they've already signed uh, Raya's replacement as well. Exactly. So, um, yeah, peak for them. Um See the fee for Vicario twenty million, so and that's in euros, so it's yeah. less than half what uh, Brentford were asking for. Rare homegrown tax, it is, it is, um, it is heavy, boy. It is very, very heavy. Um, did a little bit of crash course research on Vicario. Um, got a little list of pros and cons. Um, my initial uh, kind of top pro. Aside from him being like having his qualities as a goalkeeper, I think it does set a good precedent for Spurs as a negotiating team. We're obviously going to have to be more shrewd in the market. We had our backup targets and moved quickly for them and managed to obviously use what looks to be some good, um, or hopefully some good scouting from Gavinini. Um Saw a bit of compilation from him from games against Inter, Roma, and yeah, I think that was literally it. Um, seems like a very good, brave passer. Like, I saw quite a few good fizzed vertical balls right into midfield with both feet as well and under pressure. So, another good pro. Um, very good reflexes by the looks of it. Well, I'll say good reflexes. And, um, yeah, apparently he's conceded 39 goals from me and expected 49. But um, upon doing this research, Ohio uh, put in the group, he spotted something which was a little bit of an oversight for myself. And then the rest of Spurs Twitter began to catch on as well as the rest of the group chat that he tends to parry the ball in dangerous areas quite a lot. Yeah interesting to see how that plays out and um i'm not sure i'm not to generalize but see when you've worked in an airport before you can get a gauge of what countries tend to speak uh, speak english more than others and italians don't tend to be very good with their english and i think it's a good comms vital as a goalkeeper obviously he has quite a bit of time to learn the basics yeah he joins um even the pre-season tour for australia but yeah it's um gonna be a big learning curve new league new country and new language um i'm not expecting him 
to hit the ground running, but obviously, ideally, he will. Um, another potential downside is it might affect uh, centre-back choices, needing, obviously, an ideal homegrown quota to be nice and levelled out. Um, I don't know if you had anything to add to that one, but... I. I... I still stand on the point. Like, I, I'm not too worried about the whole language barrier. You know, all he needs to... Any any good communicator until he gets his, you know, um, the, the language barrier up to par. All he would need to know is their name and, you know, simple footballing commands. Like, man on, over your shoulder, left side, right side, get goal side. That's all he would pretty much need to know as a goalkeeper. Um, you know, so... Um, if he's capable of, you know, getting that basics down, he'll be fine. It's it's who, it's who we get in defence. Honest to God, like like whoever the the centre back partnership, especially the centre back partnership, whoever that is in front of him is going to be more key to, you know, whether he has a good first season or uh, an absolute stinker. You're absolutely spot on. Um, I have no doubt that that's going to be our next priority, even though there's plenty of rumours for attackers as well as centre-backs. But just to get your initial thoughts, I had a feeling, I even tweeted on the account, that this kind of smelt like a heavy Gabonini influence. Someone even quoted something about Gabonini with like Star Wars Force Ghosts hinting that Paratici might even be involved. But... What is what are your kind of initial thoughts on I guess what looks to be a good Gabonini influence and Levy maybe even still kind of taking the back seat on the football side of things? I won't believe that Levy is taking a back seat on anything till it proves um or comes to fruition through our transfers. Like um if I see Madison for sixty million pounds. As far as I'm concerned, that's more Levy and the club. Um, and not necessarily like going with, you know, scouting or whatever the manager really wants. Um, if I see Langley, again, Levy and the club, you know. So um, I don't believe that there is a backseat that has been taken as of yet. Um, I think it's, it's always going to be a risk bringing in um, a young, unknown you know, goalkeeper uh, from a foreign country. Uh, but with what's available in this country right now, that being, i.e., uh, David Real, um, I think the, I think for once the club have actually moved correctly in thinking, we're not going to drag this out. We need a new goalkeeper. Our, our number one is currently about to leave the club. So they went and signed the goalkeeper. I'm pretty happy with that. Fair, 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 fair. Um, obviously, you touched upon the centre-backs. Um, linked with quite a lot in the last few days. And for me, uh, I agree with you. Definitely highest priority, especially I saw a stat on that. I don't know if you saw it as well on Twitter circulating. Someone done like a kind of stat comparison pie chart thing comparing um, Tosin and Dyer. Yeah. And it came up with Dyer's dual win percentage this season. 
I don't know if it was over the whole season or over like a certain stretch of games, but the dual win percentage for Eric Dyer was like 5%. And uh, Tosin was over 70. So, yeah, definitely um, big need for that. Papa Blank says, what if we got Scalvini? I'll probably believe in uh, the Gabardini influence. Um, yeah, I mean, I know he's very highly thought of over in uh, Atalanta and... That could be um, probably a bigger fee than we paid for, for for Romero, and yeah, who knows if we're willing to pay that? Other targets, um, we've got a mixture of homegrown and obviously continental uh, targets. You've got Max Kilman, Mark Gehi, Tapsoba, who seems like the outstanding candidate. Um, apparently, Fabrizio, who's been a bit off the ball this summer so far, I think he might have missed his now or something. Um, he says that we've started concrete contacts with um Tapso in his reps. Um, Tosin, homegrown, the Kaber. I think that might just be fan driven though. Um, and uh, gentleman who plays for Torino, who's 6'4 and 24 years old, left footed, uh, Buongiorno. Um, any of those names, uh, a standout for you? Obviously, bearing in mind we need. Ideally, two. We need ideally two. Tatsova is definitely the one that stands out for me. I think he's a right-footed, left-sided centre-back, um, if I'm correct. I'm not really, uh, you know, the whole Luke Cable talk. I'm like, yeah, I think that's more um, fan-driven, if anything. Um, I know Max Kilman is... Uh, I don't think he comes into our club as a... a we, we need two starters. We need two centre backs that are starters, or at least can be considered starters, to so that it's not Romero and one other. It's Romero and the two new centre backs as our you know floating, rotating, earn your stripes to be the number one or the number one and two starting centre backs. Um, if we get two centre backs that you know are capable of playing a high line, can defend, can recover. Um, and win their duels, um, then keeping Dial, you know, for one extra season is not going to kill me, you know, because he will be the last, last resort, and it keeps our homegrown. I think he still remains as homegrown. I'm not, I can't remember, but it would, it won't kill our homegrown core. Um, but I'm not really impressed with the whole um, Max Kilman, uh, uh, Gehi, and uh, Tolson. I'm like. I've seen a few, like one, two videos of Tolson doing one pass, and I'm like, that's not what I want my defenders to be capable of doing. I don't give a damn if my, my defenders are great at passing. I need my defenders to be great at defending, first and foremost, and the passing be the secondary thing that you know they're also very good at, uh, which I, as much as I don't think fans really took... Um, um, like as much as I don't think, <laughs> nah, bro, I'm not the duress, bro. I, I would, I'd love Dyer to go, but you know, unfortunately, if Dyer leaves, um, we're the last club that can help him search for, you know, his brother's attacker. So you know, until 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 that day comes, uh, he's probably staying. But um, I digress. So I think we are in a position where. A lot of fans didn't really realize how good of a defender Jan Vertonghen was. 
you know, because we played a pretty, you know, he and Jan Vertonghen wasn't fast, but we played a pretty high-ish line in Poch's days because Jan Vertonghen was a very good defender. He would try and recover, wouldn't always work, but on the ball, he was also fantastic. We need a player in that ilk, but also can recover very well. Um, and that will be, you know, uh, whoever it is, that's who we need to go for because this, this, style of play that we're going with with you know the postman is going to be mad it's going to be a very very high line yeah it is um gonna be a lot of four threes apparently um yeah definitely taking tap sober if tosin uh, tosin i i feel like it's inevitable that we're going to get a homegrown one right and tosin sticks out for me over kilman and yeah he i mean it looks like he can defend from the compilation, which was circulating the group chat earlier. But yeah, having come through Man City and now establishing himself at Fulham after a couple of loan moves in between, he's seems very accomplished defensively, very well-rounded. And um, again, I'm sure we can get him at a good value. I can't think of... a. Of a defender off the top of my head that would be better than him as a homegrown quoted player, um, unless we manage to just end up getting some kind of unknown quality out of someone like Joe Rodon, but I just don't see it personally. Um, who knows? I wouldn't even be mad if we signed three uh, centre backs and then Longley was the third, but. Longley can't be like a first choice for me. Nor can I'd, I'd much rather we don't dive. have. I'd much rather we go into the new season and Tanganga, Dyer, Sanchez, Rodon are nowhere near the club. Even if if they're on loan, I couldn't care less. So long as they're not at the club, I would want them all gone. Which uh, is a good little segue. Like with these players that we'll be looking to sign. If you include Madison in that as well, like there's been rumours that are hotting up saying, you know, Newcastle are kind of pulling out because they've got to be careful with financial fair play. They've just signed Tenali. Not Barella, as the um, Spurs Twitter meltdown would have probably told you. But yeah, they've committed to a lot of uh, their financial outlay on Tenali. Look like they're kind of pulling away. Rumours that Madison's missus wants to live in London uh, and not Newcastle, and you've got to, you've got to listen, I guess. Um, we need to sell, um, and it's going to be a struggle as well because one, not many teams want our players. Not even the Saudi clubs seem to want our players at the moment. I mean, Lacelso is right there. Um, a few of the players likely to leave are also homegrown. You got Tanganga, Sesson Young, and Winks. Um, yeah, I mean, how many players do we need to sell to really generate the fees, which we're going to need to buy two top-class centre-backs? I think I had another stream that we need to sell a world-class centre-back, but I can't imagine us attracting one. Um, they're looking at at least, what, like... hundred and you're, you're looking at north of 100 million, right? So... Who's who's going to be generating that? It's it's going to be hard to tell. I, you know what? 
I, I, I can't think of many clubs that do this, um, if I'm being brutally honest. But if clubs have the capability of doing this, I think more clubs should definitely go. I'd, I'd look at players' contracts. So anybody that's two years or below, I'd, I'd terminate their contract. I'd literally pay them off. Like, that's Winks, Hoybier. I paid them off. Go. Get, get no, off no, no. Hoybier's Hoybier's apparently attracting interest in Bayern. I hope, I hope Bayern take it up. I hope Bayern take it up and, and purchase him. Because really and truly, if clubs... Clubs are going to struggle to get Spurs players because of Spurs players' wages. Which, obviously, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. But we can't... If, if Bayern are interested in Hoybier, whatever Bayern offer us, we have to accept. There's none of this, oh, no, we think he's worth 40 million. Hell to the bloody no. If they offer us 20 million euros, take it. Bite their freaking Yeah, that's profit. Of course we'll take it. Like, just take it. You know, I've heard people say, oh, Hoybier was one of our better midfielders last season. I've literally seen Spurs fans uh, tweet this. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's it's fine because, you know, the sun's out. So clearly you've been taking coke all bloody day. And that's why your brain's frazzled as to why you would think that Hoybier was our best midfielder all freaking season because he pointed every single freaking, freaking minute of the day. So no, we need to get rid of these players. We need to let these players know, whoever they are, we need to let them know, you most certainly are not in our plans moving forward. If you don't go and tell your agent to find you a club come the end of this summer, you're finished. You know, because we're not gonna we're not gonna stand for it. We're not gonna play. We're not gonna like have you come into you know the the club and all that kind of stuff. So if the club is gonna go and purchase somebody like Madison, and they don't want to spend sixty million pounds, which is what the the going rate is right now apparently from Leicester City, then they should say, all right, fine, we'll give you forty five in weeks. You know, we give you forty five million and you get a body to cover, you know, the, the loss of Madison. Because you're in the championship, you have no right to demand sixty million for like when have we ever heard of this? Sixty million for a player that's currently in the championship. Like I know we'll get that price down. We'll we'll, we'll get that price down. It will probably drag on through the summer, which is obviously going to be a nuisance. But we would need to get rid of from the whole grown talent uh, talent. Session had oh for the love of God that kid has to go this year. I don't think Session is going to even go this year. Funny enough, I think Session. I think out of the players that will go, likely to go this summer, it'll be Hoiberg, Sanchez, Session. No, not Session. Sorry, Winks, and maybe Rodon, and that's it. Yeah, I, don't think, I can I don't see think everyone else. The Celso, as well. you got now. I think I think the Celso's not like the, the ones that I haven't mentioned. So the Celso, Hugo's obviously leaving, but he's leaving for you know because he's done, and we don't care. Um, but the Celso, Regulon, maybe Brian Hill. Mm. I see those three more than likely going out on loan, and even Tanganga. I don't think I think those those four would be the hardest to shift. If I'm being honest. 
yeah, this is what I mean. Like, we've actually had interest in some of these players. Like, Tanganga could have gone to Syria. He could have gone to AC Milan. Yeah. Uh, this time last year, but we blocked it. Uh, Regulon um, was attracting interest, but like it just seemed like no one on the continent could afford anything over 10 million euros. Now the market's balanced out a bit, and now we've got the Saudi money. It looks possible to actually sell players again, not even just for money purposes, I suppose. We, we just generally need to landscape our squad. So even if we can only get a loan move for Sassignon, that's what we're going to have to do because. Yeah, get rid of him. No one's going to take a risk on buying someone that injury prone permanently. Um, Tanganga's a risk because he's still very inexperienced for his age. And, even he, and he's he got some good of injuries as well. Yeah, he has. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Hill could probably generate some money. Sanchez could generate a little bit. Lacelso. I've got a sneaky feeling Ange would probably like him, but I don't want him to like him. However, I'll back him. With whatever he decides to do, um, I do want to see Andombele though. Uh, yeah, even though you called him a wall to carry on the main part, we'll we'll have to let that slide so Big Ange doesn't hear. Let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Carries a lot of water. <laughs> but he could be the water carrier for our team. He's probably the only person who's currently in the squad that can do it regularly and effectively. Uh, just maybe not off the ball, but Spurs have got a good heritage of having good flair players who have been um, maybe not so good off the ball. Glenn Hoddle, one. David Ginola, another. Um, Glenn Hoddle might have been a bit of a reach, actually. Someone told me this. I'm not 100% sure, but Paul Gascoigne. Um, horrible. Horrible off the ball. So, this is, this is a good heritage for Spurs, especially having a nice... Uh, attack-minded manager, so this should uh, go hand-in-hand hand. and I hope I hope for the best for him. Um, trying to think who else could even generate moves. Like, I I don't know. I can't see us generating more than, even though I predicted it would be more, a few months ago, I can't see us generating more than, like, 40, maybe 50 million from certain, like, some of these players. Yeah, we, we've got a a plethora of players that are absolutely like world football know that they're they're rubbish. They're not good. And so like they're not good, they're on high wages and they're injury prone. Clubs even if we go into the negotiating table and be like, hey, you know, we we we're looking for another left back. Um how about we give you Sessignon and twenty million? I'll be like, keep him <laughs> and keep the money as well. Like <laughs> Yeah, we know what that you he's rubbish. You know, like you said on the main pod that we offered winks to Leicester as part of a Madison and Barnes deal. Cause... I think that's a fantastic deal for them. They should take it. We might take it, but I don't think we proposed that, mate. I just think you mentioned yeah. winks out of nowhere and it's a rumor. 
I caught astray on that one. It's a it's a rumor that's been going around that you know we we were we I think we were looking to offer somewhere in the region of like fifty million for the two of them. This was the rumor. Yeah, I mean and the offer didn't happen, but the rumor was rife. You know, and you know fifty million. I'm like, we tried it. We tried it. Add 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 you know young winks on there, and you know enjoy it. You know, they, I don't think Leicester City can complain. Winks is a former. Premier League player played in the Champions League, you know, you know, had had good upstarts recently. Exactly. Got so you can do better than the Championship. And no, uh, no, no. I think that's if, I if think, that's what you're saying. I I agree with you. I don't. Right? I don't think that um, the Championship is his oh. level. If I'm being brutally honest with you, I think I oh, think no. Sunday League is don't, his level. Don't but, you know. know. You know, but I didn't want you to finish that sentence. <laughs> I had that. You know, it's just the truth. I I think I, think, <laughs> I personally I hope. Winks hears this, you know, and I don't want people to think, oh, I'll meet Winks and I'll I'll double down. I really want Winks. If you could leave Spurs today and never play at this club ever again, I would applaud you because you and Hoiberg are two players I never, and I mean the words, never want to see you at my club again. Cool. Uh, yeah, I thought we'd. But more than, funny enough, as much as I dislike Winks over the most recent years, he's not my number one. That I, the number well, one I, the number one is is Hoy Flipping Bjerg. That guy is a piece of ass, and I need him out of the club immediately. Followed by Richard. Cool W for me. Then I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. Um, I think we should try for player swaps this summer. I don't know. Seems a bit too Italian for the Premier League, even though it can be done. And we've got a head scout who knows a thing or two about them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine it being a thing. Um, boy, if only we uh, were probably more willing and open as a club to maybe sell Harry Kane. Like, I'm not even like that for keeping him or that for selling him but either way you see a club how PSG are acting tonight and it seems like they're looking to let Mbappe go because they're so frustrated about the selfishness and the petulance and is that actually a real thing is that, is that what's... yeah yeah it's uh literally came out as um as you were busy podcasting it's um it's really hotting up apparently they agreed like 200 euro 200 million euros plus 50 million in bonuses wow that would be uh yeah um hui bear to atletico for renan lodi sesenyon for tosin um yeah injury prone player for one of their top players uh, renan lodi we need another left back i don't know it's none none of that is happening we're not doing this is not fifa or pez that player swap is not happening whatsoever like it's a very rare thing for English clubs. That's an Italian thing to do, pretty much, just mainly Italian. Exactly that. Exactly that. Um, it's been a short one. Uh, this podcast. I just want to wrap it up by asking, I guess, what your kind of end of transfer window prediction is. We know what the expectation is, um, but how much do you think we'll spend, and how many players? Do you um, think we'll sign. 
I think if we between now and the end of July can get rid of like three to four players, then I, I I'm under the belief that we could possibly sign five. Who, who what that five is or what position the five players are, I couldn't tell you. But we've already got one of the five that I would have assumed. So we just need, we're probably going to sign four more. Um, and I I personally think two of those four need to definitely be centre backs. Without that, you can write it off. That's interesting. I didn't expect you to have that low of a number for outgoing, so I can see another five, maybe six players going from now, if you include Loris. So you could say four or five, mm. not including Loris. Um, how much money that generates isn't as important to me as I guess landscaping the squad. I guess that alludes to you what you were saying about just cancelling contracts. Um, yeah, ideally we get a little bit of money, but yeah, I think landscaping this squad can be um, really, really helpful for us. And I think we'll sign four formal players from now. Um, no more than four. It's just we, we've been so like heavily rumoured to be signing like another attacker who's like a winger who can take his man on and then there's like Solomon who seems to be there for a free who's this, um, who's this attacker we've been linked to uh, well, there's been heavy links to Harvey Barnes there's, um, oh okay there's been like it's it's weird like we've I've seen a lot of rumours for us that like, oh we've been asked to like keep informed about this player like Chevy Simmons and um, oh yeah young Scott at Bristol City Players like that, uh, Solomon, who has the choice of Fulham or Spurs mm-hmm. at the moment, apparently. Like, there's apparently a focus on like a younger attacker who can beat his man 1v1, which you could kind of liken to Hill in a way. But, I mean, if he's going to get homesick and ask to leave, then I, I just can't see Spurs standing in his way. Um I think that'll be the fourth as well as an attacking midfielder and two centre backs. Um can't see us signing any full backs. Can't see no, it. I think we're actually okay forward. there. It's not a high yeah. priority position. Yeah. Um and yeah, it, centre midfield. I think we're okay. Like, I think I feel like a lot of people are overlooking Saar. And I think if he has a strong preseason, he could really start the season well for us. I think Sark comes the... into the team. I think he's a rotation rotational piece that definitely comes into the team. Yeah, definitely. I think Sark's got a, a very big. I, I'll tell you one one player um, um, that is probably gonna. That he's already started to fall, and like I don't think he's gonna recover. It's Skip. Hmm. I don't. I don't see much much recovery from. I might be wrong, but I don't see much recovery from what happened last season. I think. I think it's, it's sadly going to end bad. I am a little bit worried about him yeah. purely because I, I, I see he's got more in his locker than he's expressing and showing at Spurs currently. I don't really know why. And he's not even starting for the England under-21s now. Like, I caught the first half of that. Mm. James Garner seems to have taken his place. And before before these um, 
injury problems he was having, he was one of the first names on the team sheet and the mainstay in that team. So, um, yeah, we'll have to make sure we do right by him. I wouldn't be against him getting a loan move to a Premier League team if that comes up. Yeah. Um, but again, like I reckon we'll probably just keep him purely for... Again, like I feel like this has been the theme of the pod now, but the homegrown quota, it will be uh, it'll be interesting to see. That's true. That's very true. The homegrown quota plays a massive factor in a lot of... I mean, right now we've got Tanganga. In terms of homegrown, I think you have to have five. I can't remember if Forster counts as homegrown. Yeah, uh, you will do, surely. So Forster, Session, Tanganga, I believe that is one. Um, no, Kane. I don't think Dyer is, you know. Also, oh, Dyer's not one, so Kane would be Ben Davis. Uh, yeah, Ben Davis, so that's five. Rodon counts as um Premier League homegrown, I think. Okay, so that's six, and then what skip seven? Kane. <laughs> so seven, and you we need five. And out of out of the seven that I mentioned, Skip and Kane Skip and Kane are probably the only two to keep everyone else. I pretty much would want them gone. So, I thought it was eight, but we could technically, we could technically, I guess, register someone like Divine. Mate, I, my thing is this: yeah, if you got rid, I don't actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even think the homegrown is a real issue. Hear, hear me out. If you take away, if you sell Session or you loan Session and Tanganga or Forster, you could just promote somebody from. The, the youth ranks like that have been you know in and around the team recently you know divine for argument's sake yeah a lot of people have been calling for him i don't know if angie's gonna you know take a liking to him or whatsoever but bring him in you know that's where that's where we were messing up you know in previous seasons we didn't give a pathway to the younger lot bring him into the first team you know let you can have i think up to i want to see you can have up to five subs but you can have think you can name seven names on your bench. Yeah. It's just who else is knocking on the door though? That may be a Jamie Donnelly or a Dane Scarlett. But we need in your registered team football. In your registered twenty three there has to be a minimum of five homegrown players, if I'm correct. I'll double check it and probably put it in the group. But that's what all what I used to remember, unless it's changed recently. That's all a 25-man squad, you could, you know, name five homegrown talents and just build your squad with the rest. Like, I, I don't understand why Spurs struggle so hard to freaking make this work. It's like we've got stupid people in the background just not knowing what they're doing. Yeah, the squad planning um, is not ideal. So, let's do it must include eight homegrown players out of a squad of 25 for the Premier League season. So, eight. I thought it was eight. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight. (laughs) It's going to be tight. tight. It's going to be very tight. I don't know how we make it work, but that's for the club to do, even though they've made many mistakes in the past. Exactly that. Exactly that. All right, yeah. Cool. Scott Hall. Thank you for joining me in this uh, late evening after, again, what's been a busy week of podding. I've been your host, uh, yeah. X-Pack. Look out for the streams every Thursday, if not Thursday, then Friday evening. Um, 
audio coming out every Saturday morning. Catch us on the Twitter again. Like, please interact with us on the Twitter because we're we're pretty active on there, especially over the summer transfer windows, especially with all the uh, the fan meltdowns which happen each time we make a decision that even most of the fans actually wanted. And um, yeah, we'll sign out from there. Come on, Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.